summer lovin' happens so fast. Yeah, summer lovin'. I hope you're getting some summer lovin'. This podcast is my summer lovin' to you. Um, we got a crazy news story coming your way. Wait till you hear how somebody tried to get through the airport. <sighs> Humans. Very, very inventive. Wait till you hear this crazy news story. Also, uh, we have uh, Governor Jerry Brown, the governor of California, the great state of California, who are suffering through a horrible drought right now, and water is starting to be rationed, and Governor Jerry Brown will be here to talk to us about the horrible drought and some of the new, um, some of the new things he is implementing to help curtail people's water consumption. Uh, that should be very interesting to see how he plans to do that. And then a little bit more of a serious note uh, at some point in the podcast, going to talk about the growing threat of ISIS and uh, radical Muslims taking the lives of, of innocent human beings globally and the response and reaction from the rest of the world and talk about what, what should the rest of the world be doing about this. Is it too late? Have we, has it gone too far? We're going to find out here on the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Yo, oh, man, what do you expect? You gotta kick along, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for it. Believe me. Okay. Have, have we got him on the line? Okay, good. Uh, tell him to hang on for just one second. Uh, okay, we have uh, Governor Jerry Brown on the line, ladies and gentlemen. He is the governor of the great state of California, where, as most of you know, if you watch the news, there is an incredible drought going on. The governor has uh, instituted a ban on uh, excessive water use. And uh, I guess daily his office is coming up with new ways to conserve water, to restrict the use of uh, water, to have uh, uh, any excess water being used to uh, put a stop to it. Uh, Let's get him on. Uh, Governor uh, Jerry Brown, how are you today, sir? I'm doing real good, Harlan. Great, great, great to be on your show. Well, great to have you here, sir. And I, I it, it, it's, it's, it's hurtful to see California in such a, a horrible place. Well, this is this is one of the longest droughts uh, this state has ever experienced. Um, people are hurting. Farmers are hurting. Uh, agriculture's being affected uh, from the top of the state all the way down to San Diego. And uh, boy, oh boy, this is this is a trying time for uh, Californians. And uh, you got to remember, Harlan, that a lot of uh, the the, uh, the produce that's shipped across this great country of ours comes out of the uh, 
the lower basin here in in California. And so when when our farmers get hit and and it's it's tough to to grow food product, the whole country feels it. Yes, sir. I and and I understand this is escalating the prices in grocery stores across the nation. And it's it's just horrible. I mean, is there any real explanation for this this excessive drought? Well, you know, I'm not a weather expert, Harlan, and, and these things, uh, according to scientists I've talked to, uh, people who understand this type of thing, uh, these are cyclical events that, that occur in nature. But uh, as I said uh, just a minute ago, uh, we've never seen it last this long. It's never lasted quite this long and been so devastating. Uh, it's just it's really taking a toll. Well, it certainly is, and um, boy, oh boy, sir! Um, now you've you've uh, you've uh, you know you've implemented these these um, these uh, laws, and 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 you've basically said that people are not allowed to water their lawns. They have to cut back on on all kinds of uh, things that involve water. Well, well, it's the only way. I mean, how how else are we going to do it? I mean, we, we, you know, it's people who use water, and so it's people that need to uh, c- cut back, curtail their uh, their use of water, and uh, and so I'm doing everything in my power, in my legal power, to help uh, reduce water consumption by. We started at 25 percent, and now we're down to uh, we're, we're we're getting around 45 percent of mass reduction across the state. Well, that's incredible, sir. I mean, that that's a commitment. Can you tell us about some of the other programs? I know yeah, people are only allowed to water their lawns once a week. What are some of the other um, some of the other uh, things that you have implemented to help conserve water? And absolutely, Arlen. I'm I'm glad you asked, and that's part of why I'm on the show today to spread the word. Uh, we have implemented, uh, just as of about four days ago, we uh, started the uh, Arnold Palmer Law, which... Uh, the Arnold Palmer Law. Absolutely. Have you ever had that drink, uh, the, the Arnold Palmer? Of course. It's a half iced tea, half uh, lemonade. Exactly. And so this is what we're asking people to do in order to conserve water, to not use as much water, we're asking people to take their water bottles, fill them halfway up with water, okay? Just fill them halfway. Okay, that makes sense, halfway. What's the Arnold Palmer part? And then we're asking them to urinate in in the bottle to fill it up the rest of the way and just shake it around and and create what we call the Arnold Arnold Palmer. Wait, wait a minute. You're asking people to urinate in their bottled water so why well well you know we have they want to consume water and and we feel that consuming a whole bottle of water is wasteful but if we could recycle the water if we can dilute the urine uh with with half a bottle of water uh we've consulted with doctors uh, experts in the medical field and uh, apparently there shouldn't be any problem maybe some dizziness maybe a slight headache if the mixture is off a bit harlan well, that's, sir, you're asking people to drink their own piss. We're asking people to, to chug their own piss. And this is going to cut down, like I said, probably about 45%. Hold on, hold on. People are supposed to, 
drink, pee in their water bottle, mix it with water, and drink their own? Yes, that's what I'm, I'm saying. So this is, we call it the Arnold Palmer. It's half water, half a hot golden California piss. And we are the golden state, so it's really apropos. And uh, we're having a blast over here at, in Sacramento uh, getting the word out on the Arnold Palmer. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, we'll see your ass in jail, won't we? Wait a minute. You're, you're putting people in jail if they don't drink their own piss? Oh, that's right. We were in the middle of a drought. Uh, we're not wearing kids' gloves. Uh, we need people to make as many Arnold Palmers a, a, as they can, and if you can't drink them right away, uh, put them in the freezer. Freeze them up and let them thaw. You can have them as an icicle. Have an icicle uh, Arnold Palmer. You're talking to people about licking their own urine like 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 an like a popsicle absolutely and, 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 and during these hot summer months i'll tell you it's refreshing as all hell i had uh, i had three um, let's count them three popsicle piss sticks uh, just uh, already today and i feel i feel like i just took a dip in a nice cool lake harlan okay sir i i don't know if i if, if anyone's gonna go along with this urine thing oh it, it doesn't stop there you know we're, we're We've asked people to cut back on watering their lawns, but we, what we are encouraging Californians to do is uh, have piss parties. Sorry, sir? Uh, you know, everybody has to piss, and what we'd like neighbors to do, you know, you can rotate every night, it's a new house, but the neighbors get together collectively, and uh, as a group, they, they pick a lawn to piss all over, and in essence, water it. Wait a minute, sir. It's also a great bonding experience. I mean, let's face it, how many people these days know their neighbors? How many people get out and know their neighbors? But imagine this, uh, you know, it's just uh, just around, uh, you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., the sun's starting to go down, everything's starting to cool off, and you get the Johnsons, you get the Fairweathers, you get the McElroys, you get the O'Reillys, you get the Davidsons, whoever's in the community on your street and picture Everyone just, you know, squatting on your lawn, uh, the women squatting on the lawn, spraying golden piss everywhere. The men, I mean, let's face it, God endowed men with a garden hose between their legs already, so they can just be getting the hard-to-get-at areas, Harlan, you know, by, by the shrubs on the corners, uh, the grass that's along the fence line. Yeah, what, what, are you, what are you saying, sir? You're asking people to piss all over each other's lawns? Look, Harlan, liquid is liquid, okay? And uh, we're, we're in a state of emergency here, so uh, I've got to get creative. People have to get creative. And why waste a resource? Why flush the golden liquid that comes out of your testicles down the toilet when you could be outside watering some azaleas? Uh, you could be, uh, you could be uh, growing grass seed. You could be, uh, you could piss on your roses, and those things are gonna suck it up like a, uh, you know, a Norwegian water fountain or whatever it is. Okay, come on, sir. What are you doing? Also, uh, we've done some uh, experiments up here in Sacramento at the Department of Agriculture, and we've had some of the locals bring their infants, uh, little babies. <laughs> Excuse me, we're talking. Uh, seven months and under, and what we do is we put nine or ten of them in a potato sack, 
And if you shake them around a little, you know, babies are always pissing. And so if you shake them around, you got yourself almost a portable sprinkler. And you just kind of hover that potato sack over your plants, your flowers, your grass. And those little babies will uh, piss for a good long time, really, uh, really watering and uh, spreading the moisture into the... Come on, sir! And uh, if anybody's crying, uh, that's going to be a fine. You're going to do some jail time. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, let tears come out of your eye sockets. That's, that's called wasting water resources. Okay, Harlan? So, uh, so, so if anyone's thinking of crying, they're in a fight with their partner, they're, uh, they're at a funeral or whatever, we're going to send the tear police in and you're going to be busted. Okay, I think this is becoming... You're going way too far, sir. Well, let me ask you this, Harlan. When was the last time you took a piss? Excuse me? When was the last time you took a long, streaming, golden piss? I don't know, about two hours ago. Well, look at you. And how does that make you feel? I felt relieved. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the selfish approach? It didn't occur to you for a minute to to, to maybe uh, piss half of that into your water bottle. It, It didn't occur to you to maybe open the window in, in your office building and then piss off the 12th floor into, into the front lawn down below that is, is desperate for moisture. No, I didn't think about pissing in my own bottled water. I didn't think about pissing. A, you know what? I, I, I don't think I agree with this. Well, we're going to send the piss police over, Harlan. Okay, I got I to gotta go. Governor Jerry Brown, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Governor for uh if you could just send me a urine sample i would really i gotta go oh my god what the are you kidding me an arnold palmer i'll I'll never be able to order one of those again at a restaurant god an arnold palmer is he joking hanging babies in a potato sack piss parties on people's front lawns, what? Some, California's always been a bit weird, but this just hits a new friggin' low. Go to a commercial, Roger. I gotta collect my thoughts, and I gotta go take a piss too. Here's how to help build strong bodies eight ways. Eat Wonder Bread. You want to grow bigger and stronger, don't you? Golly, sure. Okay. A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. As much muscle-building protein as roast beef, as much calcium for bones and teeth as cottage cheese, as much phosphorus for cell metabolism as this egg, as much iron for red blood as three lamb chops, as much vitamin B1 for appetite as fried liver, as much vitamin B2 for growth as this much cheese. As much niacin for mental health as six sardines, as much energy as two glasses of milk. That's why you can help yourself grow bigger and stronger eight ways with Wonder Bread. I mean grow bigger and stronger eight ways. So we sure eat Wonder Bread. Get Wonder Bread fresh at your grocer's today. Okay, so we had the uber serious topic of the water shortage in California. Very serious. And let's let's keep the serious theme going with something else that's very serious. Um, ISIS, terrorist attacks, human beings, innocent human beings dying all over the world because they're infidels 
and they don't live up to the standards of Allah, who is a God prophet or a God. I don't under, I'm not well versed in Allah, but I believe he's considered a God or a prophet. And, and through my naive take on Allah, from what little I know about him, I do believe that gods and prophets usually operate from a point of view of love and understanding and compassion and caring. And it's hard to believe for most of us rational people that that people have taken the words of a prophet and adopted them, made them their own, and decided to kill, not just kill, but mutilate. To, to kill is, is being kind. The, the way in which ISIS is killing people is beyond the pale of killing. It's like, let's take, for example, um, putting a dog down or slaughtering a cow for for the marketplace. You know, they try to do it quick and easy and, you know, an injection, a bullet to the head. It's not pretty, but it's something that has to be done. But here we have human beings who are slowly drowning people, lighting people on fire, throwing people off of buildings, slowly beheading people, and the list goes on and on. And I think it by, it bends most of our perceptions of what we know of being human to hear, watch, and see these horrible, horrible activities happening more and more globally. I mean, just look in the last half to three quarters of a year at all the horrible things that have happened in the name of Allah. We had the shooting of the soldiers up in Ottawa, Canada. We had uh, the Charlie Hebdo incident in France. We've had just recently, this last week, we've had three different terrorist attacks committed all over the world in France once more, in, uh, in, a, in a tourist resort over near the coast of Africa, uh, it goes on and on. You, you, you've heard them all. I mean, it, it goes back to 9-11. It goes back, I mean, the, the body count is just astounding. And the fact that this this movement, this, this, this um, ISIS movement, where infidels are being killed, you know, at what point do you, do you stop the body count? You know, the thing that happened in Germany with the Jews is it was so horrific, not just because people were dying, but because everyone was concentrated. They were rounded up and put in camps. And so you could see the bodies. You can watch footage of bodies being bulldozed into open pits. You can see you can see hundreds and thousands of bodies being lifted up in the scoop of a bulldozer. And, and and carried over to these open pits 
where the where the the scoop full of bodies are dumped on top of mountains and mounds of other dead human bodies. And so you look at that and you go, "Oh my god, this is horrific." The body count, I think at the end of the day the the the, the body count for the the dead Jewish people was between 7 and 12 million. And I think it was closer to 12 than it was to 7. Picture, picture in your mind right now, 12 million human corpses piled on top of each other. A literal mountain of human flesh, of innocent human beings. And so you have these incidents happening all over the world where almost weekly radicalized Muslims are taking lives, cutting off people's heads in America, in London, England, in the Middle East, all over the world. Hotels being shot up, buildings being blown up, mosques being blown up. You, you, you know the laundry list. And I think what, what creates a little separation is the fact that these events are dispersed all over the planet and maybe they're not as impactful as when you see the horrible imagery of Jews being piled atop each other in a concentrated area. But make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, the bodies globally are piling up just as high. And so my my question is, when does it stop? When does the world take action the way action was taken against Hitler and the Nazis? How much longer do we let radical Islam get away with it? And how many of you are tired of turning on the American news and hearing our elected officials make statements like this that to me are almost a mockery. Listen to this. This this was a statement based on the last three radical Muslim murders uh, just last week. Here's, here's what he said. The United States condemns in the strongest possible terms today's horrifying terrorist attacks in France, Kuwait, Somalia, and Tunisia where dozens of innocent civilians, and in the case of Somalia, Burundian peacekeepers, were killed and injured. We express our deepest sympathy to the victims' families and our heartfelt wishes for the recovery of those injured. The United States condemns in the strongest possible terms. Ooh, really? You condemn it? Oh, boy. In in the strongest possible terms? What what is that, equivalent to a a, a finger-wagging? You guys, we 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 know what you're up to and we don't like it. We we bad. What you did is bad. I mean, whoopee do. It sounds like he's reading a a a passage from a playbook. It's so unemotional and so uh, you know, tired and bored. And the whole we 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 grieve for the families. We feel so sorry for the family. But we condemn in the most strongest. Po- what is all that rhetoric g- getting us? What is all that posturing and that talk? 
put yourself, pretend you're a, 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 an ISIS guy right now, okay? Here's what I want you to do. Let's do some play acting. Let's do some play acting, okay? Pretend me, you, and all the other pavement pounders listening, pretend we're all ISIS guys right now. We're all huddled in a cramped hut somewhere in our hideout. And there's a, a satellite dish duct taped to the roof with a coat hanger wire and, you know, some, some laundry line holding it in place. And we're all huddled inside. And there's a, a tea, tea kettle in the middle of the room. And somehow we have television service. And, you know, we've been spending the last three or four years murdering and killing and the world's strongest superpower, the mightiest military machine in the world, comes on the television and condemns us. And here's what we hear. The United States condemns, in the strongest possible terms, today's horrifying terrorist attacks in France, Kuwait, Somalia, and Tunisia, where dozens of innocent civilians, and in the case of Somalia, Burundian peacekeepers, were killed and injured. We express our deepest sympathy to the victims' families and our heartfelt wishes for the recovery of those injured. And, and you know what the reaction is? He, here's our reaction. If we're these guys, if, if, we're, if we're the ISIS guys, we hear that. Here's how we react. Uh-huh. There you go. It just, it, I could be totally wrong, but it feels to me like we're watching something happen here that's not really being addressed. I, I feel like that there's no game plan, and I'm not just putting this on Obama. I'm putting it on the whole world. It feels like everyone's just sitting back and watching. Everyone's extremely worried about political correctness and offending the Muslim nation. And so, you know, everyone's being very kind of kids glovey with the whole thing. And it's like, at what point does somebody sit down and, and say, whoa, we, we got we to gotta get friggin' real here. We got to get... We got to get stern. We've got to we've got to implement a plan. We've got to lay down some very strict rules. We've got to kick some ass somehow. And it's uh, it's frightening because you know you ever hear that saying about cancer? There's that saying about cancer, like well, everybody knows somebody who's got cancer. Everyone's got someone in their family who's touched by cancer. And that's a scary thing. When we hear that, we're all like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of true. My uncle has cancer or, uh, you know, our cousin's mother has cancer or somebody you know has cancer, right? And, And it's troublesome. Well, if this thing keeps escalating where ISIS keeps popping off tourists and innocent people and Christians and whoever else they're popping off, we're going to get to a place in this world, in this society that we all live in, where that's going to become the saying 
regarding radical Islam. People are going to say, yeah, I had an uncle who was, yeah, he was slaughtered at work. Yeah, my sister's best friend was shot up at a beach in Thailand. Yeah, my dad's brother uh, got shrapnel in his arm when a bomb went off in uh, downtown London, England. Yeah, my uh, my third cousin was the one of the people that was shot up at the Cheesecake Factory in uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's happening. It's coming. And, and I don't know. It just feels like this kind of very slow kind of, I, I don't know. I know they're doing bombing runs over in Yemen and... But it, it just it just feels like the world isn't standing up to this threat and stomping it out before it gets bigger and grows. It feels like everyone's pretending it's happening to someone else, and yes, it's an annoyance, and yes, it's uh, it's it's a pain in the butt, but it's just part of living, and we'll deal with it. And I go back to the notion that I think it's because it's so dispersed that people don't fear the imminent danger as much. But uh, I don't know. Food for thought, man. And I don't have the answer as I sit here and talk about this. But what I do offer up is who does have the answer? Who should be finding the answer? Shouldn't somebody be finding the answer? When I say somebody, I'm, you know, pointing to the the people that we elect, whether it's the existing administration or the new one coming in, whether it be d- Democratic or or Republican, is somebody going to step up and do something? Because uh, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Now let's get back to something funny, shall we? God, good Lord. Thanks for wrecking the show, Isis. Thanks for thanks for making it all so real, Isis. See, there you go, folks. If you don't think Isis is affecting you, it just did right there. Isis just stepped on your comedy day. You know me. I like to, I like to talk about this stuff now and then. And uh, I, I just saw this thing on TV and the and the uh, representative from the United States getting on there and giving this really scripted, insincere kind of soundbite. Well, you know, I think as close to fifty people were shot dead or blown up in other regions of the world. Many of them as they laid on a beach on vacation. Some radical Muslim guy just walked out on the beach with a, with an automatic machine gun and just started spraying. I think he killed like 35 tourists. It's like, who, who needs to worry about being attacked by a shark in the water when you got these guys? I'll take the shark attack any day. At least I can fight back. Sharks don't have guns. Sharks don't have a radical agenda. At least sharks are killing you because they're hungry. They need meat. They have a purpose behind their murder as opposed to, you know, 
you're not up to snuff. You're an infidel. You're not Muslim. You have to die. Give me a break. (laughs) The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. That's strange stuff. All right. Let's lighten it up a bit here. It got a little heavy, but uh, hopefully uh, interesting things to think about. Um, here's a crazy news story that I think will put a smile back on your face. Made me laugh. Uh, police discover an eight-year-old boy inside luggage going through an x-ray machine at a border crossing. What the... Unbelievable. Um, Border control officials have discovered and confiscated no shortage of dangerous, illegal, and frankly messed up items stuffed in passengers' luggage. But perhaps none more disturbing than the small boy found at a pedestrian boarding crossing this week in in Spain on the uh, north coast of Morocco. Um, He was discovered when police noticed a strange silhouette in a 19-year-old woman's bag as it passed through the x-ray machine. Quickly realizing it was a human, they immediately opened it to find the boy and then arrested the woman along with the boy's father when he tried to cross into the, uh, the, the country later in the day. Oh, my God. And the picture, I mean, they have a picture of, of the luggage, and I'll describe it to you with, with the x-ray. And it literally looks like a, a large baby curled up inside of a, a, a rectangle womb with wheels and a handle on it, okay? The womb being the rolly bag that they have a picture in the x-ray. This this kid is curled up in there. His knees are bent. He's in the fetal position. I mean, if this kid was sucking his thumb, it would be perfect. I would have searched the bag for an, an umbilical cord. It is almost beyond belief to see this x-ray. It's ridiculous. And then they show a picture of the kid laying in the uh, suitcase once the uh, bag is opened. In real time, not an x-ray. And this kid's like huddled in there, wrapped in a blanket. And uh, it's unbelievable. The boy who was eight years old from the Ivory Coast was in a terrible state, a spokesman, spokesman for the Civil Guard told police. After a medical check, he was turned over to the juvenile prosecutor's office. However depressing it all sounds, the smuggling attempt at least seemed to be out of love. And we hope this is true, says the article. Quote, I just wanted to bring him to the Canary Islands with me, the boy's father, a resident of the Canary Islands, said, according to the Spanish authorities. This is the first time in recent months that a passenger has tried to smuggle another human in luggage. In March, a man attempted to smuggle his wife across the border, hidden in his luggage, Though at least she didn't have to go through an x-ray machine. Good Lord, how small is this guy's wife? Why not just get one of those big suitcases and throw the whole family in there? 
stuff the dog in there. I mean, good Lord. You know, it is is a plane ticket that expensive? You know what? There's no seat sales, and we want to uh, we want to go to Disneyland with the whole family. But you know, four of our kids can't afford to go. So, kids, get in the suitcase. Don't squish Daddy's medicine. Don't squish the toothpaste. We don't want toothpaste squirting all over the bloody clothing and stuff. You know what, Johnny? You're you're a little fat. Johnny, you're a little overweight. You know, we're going to FedEx you. Honey, call FedEx. See how much it is to, to ship a fat fuck of a kid down to Disneyland. I mean, are you kidding me? And then you got to wonder about the x-ray machine because, I, you know, I think the x-ray machine they use for luggage is not the same x-ray machine they use for human beings when the humans stand in that big x-ray machine. I have to believe that, that the, the amount of, of x-rays going through luggage is a lot more powerful than the thing they use on us humans. At least I hope so. So here's this kid going through getting, you know, gamma ray blasted. I'm surprised he didn't come out the other side as the Incredible Hulk. You know, they send in this timid little meek, mild boy. And as he comes out the other side, Hulk want first class ticket. Hulk smash. Hulk want priority boarding or Hulk smash. Hulk want to go to first class lounge and relax his giant green feet. Unreal. So there you go, gang. Uh, if you're if you're you're on a tight budget, and you need to travel this year. Just slap the kids in a suitcase. You're on your way. Wow. So there you go. We'll leave it there on a on a rather humorous note. Ridiculous. Um, but let's get to some announcements before we shut down the show completely. Um, let's see. We are now in July, everybody. Can you believe it? We are kind of at the, the real start of the, the meat of summer. July and August is when it all goes down. Um, so let me tell you about some, uh, some stand-up comedy shows. I'm going to be in New York at Levity Live. Uh, this is a great comedy club just outside of Manhattan in Nyack, Nyack. New York. Uh, Levity Live is the name of the club, July 9th through July 12th. Get your tickets at harlowwilliams.com. And then uh, in on July 19th, for one night only, I will be at the Pemberton Music Festival in Pemberton, uh, British Columbia. That's going to be really cool. That's a huge outdoor f- festival like Coachella and all that stuff. Like a Woodstock, people walking around on acid. I don't know. And then uh, the end of the month, July 23rd to the 25th, you can catch me at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Incredible. Uh, if you, if you want to see amazing comedian after comedian, 
you got to go to this fe- biggest comedy festival on the planet, and they have all the top people up there. Uh, and then getting into August, I have one show, one show only, August 20th to the 23rd. I will be in Irvine, California, Orange County at the Spe- Spectrum, the brand-new improv there. It's like a 600-seater. Th- uh, they just built it. It just opened like six, seven months ago. Got to check me out at the Irvine Improv. Uh, you can get your tickets at harlanwilliams.com. Go on the uh, stand-up tour link, and you will see all the dates and prices, and you'll get linked right to the, the uh, pages where you can buy the tickets. While you're there, check out the uh, harlandwilliams.com uh, store where we've got all kinds of great merchandise, shirts, books, artwork, music, DVDs, children's books, T-shirts, all there. Um, and uh, while you're there on the page, you can write to me. There's a contact page. You can write to me there at harlandwilliams.com or if you want to phone and leave a phone message, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. The number is on the page as well. Also, uh, join my uh, YouTube channel. You could subscribe. The subscription button is right there on the home page down at the bottom, and you'll get all my wacky videos from YouTube. Join me on Twitter at Harlan Williams. Join me on Periscope at Harlan Williams. <gasps> Oh, boy, never ends. Uh, So many social media events, so little time. Uh, But that's it. Hope you guys had fun today. Don't forget to conserve your water. Don't be a victim of uh, ISIS. And don't stuff your kids in your luggage. That's it for now. Until next time, chicken chow mein.